Hello, friends. Thor here, God of Thunder, Prince of Asgard. You've probably heard of me. Today, we'll be discussing perhaps not the worst episode of What If, but almost certainly the dumbest. Uh, Please join us on this journey into mystery on this episode of the Infinity Watch Podcast. Welcome to the Infinity Watch Podcast. My name is Tommy, and I'm here with my voice actor, professional level voice actor. <laughs> yeah, I co host Eric. That thank- was great. Wow, oh thank you. I were I was working on that one real hard in the shower this morning. So wow. that's yeah. Oh, oh, we're talking about the voice? <laughs> well, up to up to your interpretation, I guess. Just your your little Asgardian prince. Um <laughs> We are in Season two, episode thirty-four of the Infinity Watch podcast. It's more and more Marvel shit coming our way. This week we're here to talk episode seven of Marvel's What If. This week we are talking about what if Thor were an only child. Mm. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> I did not Just like it. Just a bit. Uh. Uh, but we'll get into that in a little bit here before we have to jump into some news. Yeah, fair, a fair amount things. of uh, news, I feel like. Yeah, there's a lot this week. Um, but you know what? I actually want to start off with some fan mail. Okay. Um, because I realized I fucked up last episode and and uh, friend of the podcast, fan of the podcast, Matt Stockman wrote in and he said, uh, by the way, if you want to reach out, you can shoot us an email at theinfinitywatchpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at Infinity Rewatch. Um, and we love to read stuff that you guys say every now and then. And this was one I wanted to read. He said, hey, guys, I love the podcast. and I wanted to write in about the episode this week. When you were having the conversation about why the U.S. military gets involved, you forgot that Rhodey was the jumping point for that. The way Killmonger set it up would have seemed that the Wakandans killed a U.S. military officer. Mm-hmm. Maybe I interpreted it wrong, but let me know next week's episode. Thank you so much for the content you guys make up, uh, that you guys make, and keep up the good work. And so I totally forgot about that last week because I was like, why are they going and in invading Wakanda because Tony Stark is dead? But I completely forgot that Rhodey was there yeah. and that he ended up getting killed as well. So, Matt, you're 100% right. Yeah, that's a great um, point. And it makes a little bit more sense now. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for writing in. Totally cleared that up. Still didn't like the episode that much. And I'm going to give apologies <laughs> at the start of this too. Man, we're in episode seven of nine of Marvel's What If. And I just thought I would enjoy it a lot more than I am. Yeah, yeah, same. I So I, I, I still do like the like last week's episode. And this one I don't hate. Like, I'm not, like, mad I watched it. I don't feel like it was a waste of time. I just was expecting a lot more from this series. I'm I'm more... I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's pretty fair, I think. You know, it's just... I guess I thought, and may, maybe you're along the same lines, I thought it would have more implications and be less of just, like, a funny, wacky thing. Yeah, totally. Totally. But we will get into Marvel's What If in a little bit. There is so much going on 
in the Marvel realm in just nerdy random stuff that's happening news. Um, so let's jump right into it. Okay. I, I don't know what to believe anymore. Um, it, it seems like I really wish we could go back to the times when if you wanted to find out some, some little minor scoop about an upcoming movie, you had to like go to a store and buy a magazine. Um, and it would be like, Oh, possibly this might be the villain of this movie. And that would be what you get. But now we're getting previs FX shots, special effects shots of movies, which basically look like shitty, um, video game cross screens from like the (laughs) nineties. And so uh, apparently when they're doing the visual effects, they basically create the scenes digitally, and they look like a bunch of Sims fighting each other until obviously they make everything look good. So we've apparently, this is a rumor kind of, uh, or it's supposed to be true, got some pre-vis shots from Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And uh, I'll give everyone a moment to leave if you don't want to hear what these are. Um, these depict a battle between two characters. And the battle is between Scarlet Witch and Professor X in his 90s gold crazy looking wheelchair. <laughs> and so... I, I just I just don't know what to think anymore. Yeah, so I <laughs> I had not seen this. I'm looking at it now. I'm gonna guess this is almost certainly fake. Um, See, I I looked up I looked up some previs shots. I think there was some from like Captain America: Civil War. They look like this. Yeah, but I the fact that they look like this to me just means it would be even easier to make. Like, I, I would guess there are not exaggerating millions of graphics artists graphic artists that can do this quality of work in the world right now. So I don't know. I mean. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, it's probably fake. Yeah, it's it seems. I mean, it would be kind of why. Let's let's assume for a second it's real. Okay. How crazy is this movie going to be if that is real? It's it'll be insane. But I guess the reason why it's like every time I feel, I guess with the exception of Spider Man, which we still don't have confirmed that like the all three Spideys are in that movie. Every single time something seems too crazy to be real, it is. Quicksilver wasn't in WandaVision, right? It's like it's I, I, I don't know. It just seems yeah. unless Marvel is drastically. We all thought What If was going to have crazy implications for the multiverse. It fucking doesn't. So it's like I, unless Marvel is really 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 changing their strategy to just like okay it's balls to the wall time i just don't see it okay so this is this is the interesting tidbit to go along with this so this okay. is a reddit user that shared this and they have shared quote unquote reliable leaks in the past and they explain what is going on here so here is what people are saying is going to happen though i am 100% with you taking this with all of the grains of salt <laughs> it says searching for her children Wanda Maximoff reportedly travels from world to world using her mind since she's unable to physically jump between realities and ends up in one reality where her variant is pitted against the Illuminati. 
if past reports are to be believed, that group will be made up of Professor X, Captain Carter, Balder the Brave, Monica Rambo, and Baron Mordo. No. There's no way that that is true. Yeah, if anything, that makes me believe it less. Also, I don't... So I'll be very interested to see. Like, we know Wanda's in this movie, right? But I don't know how... I think it'll be a big swing to expect people to have watched WandaVision to be able to, like, follow along with her story in this movie. I don't think Marvel's going to do that because they never have ever. So it's like either they're going to spend a big chunk of this movie retelling, maybe not a big chunk, but a part of this movie retelling the story of WandaVision, which maybe, but I don't... I. I don't know if I even really buy Wanda searching for her kids throughout the multiverse in a Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> like, it why? is weird because this is this is setting a new precedent because we've never had Disney Plus shows before. Yeah, right? true. And true. so now, like, we had Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now Falcon's going to be in a movie as Captain America. Yeah, you know, we we had. Uh, all the Loki stuff going on, and then some of those characters are going to be in another movie. You know, Miss Marvel is going to have her series, and she's going to be in the Marvels, assuming that people have seen that. And so it, it it is a question, like, how much needs to be restated in a movie so that people know what the hell's going on? Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, for sure. Yeah, oh my gosh, it, it is... Uh... I, that whole sentence is wild. Balder the Brave. I mean, <laughs> what? Just just wild shit. Yeah. Wild, wild shit. And I do, I am, uh, like, I think Monica Rambeau was maybe one of my favorite parts of WandaVision, but there's no way they're making that random ass character part of the Illuminati. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering, know. like, even if that was like like some interdimensional Illuminati in which there were different versions of them or something, I don't know. It just... Insane. I like the ambition of it, though. Yeah. And if they're going to if they're going to do all of this and I guess like money, whatever. But Disney has infinite money. How do you go through the multiverse like this and not give us a glimpse back at Tony Stark somehow? I just right. That is the one funny thing. They're like, you know what? The multiverse is vast, but it also cannot pay for. (laughs) Yeah. For Robert Downey Jr. Just can't do it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That dude got out right at the right time when he could get all his box office dividends. Yeah, he, he really Scarlett did. Johansson. Yeah. All right. I had to read this article because this is just ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I know. <laughs> it says, Venom Let There Be Carnage director. Andy Serkis suggests that Venom might be LGBTQ+. <laughs> Wait, What? I, yep. I did not know. All right. <laughs> I didn't know at um, all. I was not prepared. I read this article and I was like, okay, you've, you've crossed the line now. You've crossed <laughs> the line with me, Andy Circus. He says, uh, Venom and Eddie do love each other. And that's the kind of, and that's the kind of the center of the movie. Uh, what is it? The sentence doesn't make sense. Do love each other. And that's the kind of the center of the movie is that love affair. That's the actual quote. That central love affair. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Tom Hardy and Kelly Marcel were always about Venom coming out and going to a party that is very sort of an LGBTQIA kind of festival, really, I'd call it. And so this is his coming out party, basically. This is Venom's coming out party. What the fuck? (sighs) Kids, if you've ever wanted to know the definition of pandering, (laughs) it's that. It's that. Seriously, I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit, man? Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there's no reason Venom can't be LGBTQ, I guess. But that's not a reason. That's not the reason. Is that I mean that implies that implies if you love your family members. <laughs> like the top comment on this article that says people who are LGBTQ plus deserve better than these movies. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say we all deserve better than these movies. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, true. True. Jesus, oh my what a! I, I read that article and I was just like, get the fuck out of here! My goodness. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that is uh that is I'm curious a... to think what you thought I was going to say. Or I'm curious to hear what I thought you were going to oh, say. Oh, well, so I don't I don't know if uh I don't know if you have this in your news, but I was kind of interesting interested to uh briefly talk about the estate of I believe Steve Ditko is suing Disney and Marvel for the rights to many characters. Uh Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Etc. Etc. And I've seen many articles saying, like, basically the the GTA meme of like, fucking here we go again. <laughs> like, this is so insane. So they're getting ready for a big legal battle over who owns these characters. And I just want to say, a state of Steve Ditko. fuck you you didn't make these characters you had nothing to do with these characters at all you are trying to get free money off the work of your dad grandfather whatever i'm not sure but uh but that seems so it's not even just steve ditko i think it's the the estates of ditko stan lee and a couple other guys too wow Um, i guess the same thing happened with jack kirby um, uh, and they lost. With, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. happened in the past with like Superman artists and, and writers too. And it's really just a, a way of getting a settlement check mm-hmm. for the most part. They're not going to win. Um, I mean, you know, maybe. Especially up against like, Disney. Okay, here's why I'm concerned is because I don't know if anybody like pays attention to the U.S. courts. And, and I don't really. But like I've been noticing... There have been a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, of really questionable rulings on um, basically like copyright. Well, on a lot of things, obviously, um, much more high profile than entertainment. But in the entertainment world, um, there have been a lot of uh, insane rulings on like who owns what and what's allowed and just things that five years ago would have been unthinkable that now are thinkable. So I am, I'm not 0% concerned. Uh, I don't know. I I really think it just depends on how crazy of a judge you get nowadays. Like, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a wild time. paying all those guys off. There's no way. Uh, Maybe, but I thought there was, uh, I thought there was no way Epic was going to win their lawsuit with Apple. And they well, I mean, I, I consider it like a tie. Partially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guess, but yeah. but 
that one makes more sense to me because just like the way that whole system works is completely ridiculous i don't know man i don't know i don't know (laughs) i'm just saying shit is not as black and white as i previously thought it was uh that's fair that's fair for sure yeah so i am uh i'm not concerned but i'm not not concerned (laughs) So what you're saying is the guy that is uh, suing Nirvana for child porn charges because he was on the cover of their Nevermind album is going to win. <laughs> Dude, that's what I, that is what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I think it's not impossible now. A couple years ago, I would have said there's no fucking way this guy's out of his mind. But we will see. But now it's like, maybe yeah, he's out maybe, of his mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Wild shit. All righty. We'll see. Uh, I think worst case scenario there is even if they did win, they would just have some sort of profit sharing agreement. I I think that's the worst case. These people, I don't know. I don't trust just absolute randoms to, uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's it's a little scary. All right. I, I have to call an audible here and we're banning the phrase, I don't know from the podcast. I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Oh my gosh. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um okay, so according to the website Kino Metro, mm. which is a Russian film distributor bulletin website. Wow. Okay. So we can obviously trust it. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm trying to get at. The Eternals, or sorry, not The Eternals, Eternals, uh, Marvel's next film. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Will be the second longest in the MCU at two hours and 36 minutes. Wow. Once again, I did not see that. I thought you were about to go a different direction. (laughs) I think the direction you were going in is that it got a rated R rating in Russia. In Russia. Because... Of homosexual content. Yeah, God forbid two dudes kiss. OMG, hide your kids, hide your wife. Uh, I, yeah. Which I just always think is funny. Like, the more you try to avoid uh, anything, you know, related to gay stuff, I just feel like I question you more and more. And that's yeah. coming from someone that is part of the LGBT community. I'm like, y'all are just like, Trying to repress some shit or something. Yeah. You know, if I forget. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I was gonna, there, there's there's a pretty funny joke about that. How like if you like really hate gay people for no reason, you're probably you're gay. Like and everybody. Knows it's like it's every obvious. single politician that's ever <laughs> been like really anti-gay is like. Yeah. Slinging slinging hand jobs in some like uh, re- like rest stop somewhere and gets caught. <laughs> slinging so. hand jobs that is that is uh that is my favorite new phrase slinging hand jobs <laughs> slinging hand jobs and slicking some blowies oh my god all righty so moving on taking my liberties with that one jesus christ that's not uh, getting cut that's staying well, i hope not i hope not um all right sony pictures you stupid fuck. <laughs> yeah. Sony Pictures is reportedly building towards a Sinister Six movie once again. <laughs> oh my god. Which it seems like we're getting that in Doc in uh in Spider-Man uh No Way Home. So yeah, I, I really don't understand 
I don't understand any of this at all. Yeah. I mean, whoever is in charge of these decisions over at Sony has got to be one of the dumbest people uh, ever. It's ne- it has never worked. It's never going to work. Just let Marvel make you money. Like, I don't get it. Just sit back and collect your fucking money. That's all you need to so, do. This is this is how greedy they are, though. Is like this is what they're gonna do. This is my this is my really terrible prediction. After this next Spider-Man movie and whatever other movie that Spider-Man's allowed to be in, they're just gonna be like, "Hey, fuck you, MCU. You've made our character popular and everyone likes us, so we're gonna make our own Spider-Man movies and keep going from where you left off." Yeah, I could. I unfortunately could absolutely see that happening. And honestly, Which is like insane. Uh, as much as I don't want this to happen, and I, I don't even know if we talked about this on on the podcast, but there was that rumor that apparently Disney considered just buying all of Sony <laughs> outright. Briefly, yeah, and uh, they should. Yeah, they fucking should. As much as I hate that, I don't really want that because then it's like. Ugh, they're getting very close to a monopoly at that point. I mean, from like a real world, like studio financial perspective, you know, monopoly type stuff. It's a terrible thing. Yeah. But we just want our character where it belongs. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but that would be just the greatest big dick move of all time. You won't give us Spider-Man. We're sick of your shit. We're just going to buy the company. I mean, that's what oh, Tony you, Stark would you're do. You're leaving. Uh, you're leaving our our contract negotiation. Well, we're beginning to own, you know, <laughs> yeah. our, your company in outright. So yeah, that that is literally what Tony Stark would do and has done canonically. Uh, yeah, I before. mean, basically while fighting the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. So boom, get him. <laughs> but yeah, that I read that and I was like, oh boy, here we go. Uh, um, let me put away my crystal ball because I don't need it any longer because. Mm. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is set to beat Black Widow's domestic box office by the end of the weekend. Wow. That is, uh, I'm surprised, but I am, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad I was wrong on that one because it seems like it's, uh, it's an amazing movie, even though I'm a little upset that they went back on their promise for a 45 day only cinematic window. They announced the release date on Disney plus is going to be like November, 26th maybe oh. um so they did push it back a little bit because it's good that's the one year anniversary of disney plus which right. seems fucking november 12th bonkers. 12th 12th disney plus day is what they're calling it yeah um so i understand that but i also understand that they're just using that as an excuse to give it no longer theater exclusivity um so Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is now the highest grossing domestic box office film in the United States for this year. Wow. That is, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm super, I'm super happy for them. That, that is awesome. I just, uh, Simu just seems like the best dude. He seems so happy to be involved and I cannot wait for that character to interact with the, uh, the larger MCU. I think it's going to be really fun. Oh yeah, I, I like I haven't even really thought about that too much. I saw I went to Target. Well, I actually went to two Targets yesterday. Um I went to Target yesterday and went to their Halloween section and saw a bunch of Shang-Chi costumes and I was like, "Whoa, oh. dude. This is fucking crazy." Yeah. 
I love it. I That's just awesome. like 10 years ago, that would have just been an insane thing to even think about. The MCU is so... Has there ever been another property ever that's been so good at taking just D-tier characters and making them like superstars? Nope. It's crazy. It's absolutely unprecedented, crazy. dude. Just, just insane. But like, just, you know... The whole thing has been amazing, and and I, I will say that it's it was good that we didn't have Spider Man and the X Men and Fantastic Four to to start with because I don't think a lot of these people would have gotten the time of day. Yeah, true. Eventually, maybe, but um, you know, the Ant Man's and Black Black there wouldn't have been a Black Widow movie. Um, you know, Shang Chi, all this stuff, um, just never would have happened. Um, okay. <laughs> I like this one too here. Um, so Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil, uh, this this article is Charlie Cox on why he wants John Bernthal and Christian Ritter back as the Punisher and Jessica Jones. My dogs are going absolutely insane right now. <laughs> Can you hear them? Uh, very lightly, like oh my god, like barely. <laughs> it's probably like the mailman or something. Oh, no, it's Sunday. What are they even barking at? Squirrels, most likely. <laughs> um. Okay, so this is Charlie Cox in an interview with Forbes, um, and obviously he's been rumored to be back in Spider-Man No Way Home, mm-hmm. but he's denied it uh, to this point. He says, I don't know what the politics are. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. I don't know. He says a lot of I don't know. I don't know any of that stuff. I don't know what the rules are and the deal that Netflix made. Whatever I say, it can be taken out of context, and it could be a headline that could mean something, so I'm just a little careful with what I say now. The only thing I'll say is I don't know who could do a better version of The Punisher than John Bernthal, and that character is beloved. People are crazy for Frank Castle, so if they're going to do it again, I hope they do it with him because I don't think it gets better than that. I feel the same way about Kristen Ritter. I know that Jessica Jones, the character, isn't quite as well-known as Frank Castle is, but what a performance, what a great show that was. Heavy shade towards Finn. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, not a a peep about Finn Jones. Everybody hates that guy as that character. It is so funny to me. I mean, he did not do a good job, but like, who's to say if it was really his fault? But right. I mean, I just love how like Iron Fist is just like just the <laughs> shat bed of the Netflix show. Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. I love that. how much does it suck that like of four characters? Oh, I guess he doesn't really mention uh, Luke Cage either. But um, oh, true. Yeah. But it's just like, man, must suck to not be mentioned at all and being being praised like that yeah but i mean he's not uh, so i never watched the punisher just because i don't i got nothing against the punisher it's just i just didn't watch that one um neither did i i've only watched him on the season that he's on daredevil same um but i strongly agree with uh kristen ritter and also get david tennant in the mcu please whether he's purple man or anyone else um Make it happen. He's too. He's yeah, that, so good. That dude. That dude's a great fucking actor. He's the I best. Mean, obviously, everyone knows him for his work on Doctor Who, which is amazing. But I mean, in in that show as the Purple Man, so good, so creepy, so creepy. so unbelievably creepy. Alrighty. Um, speaking of people that are kind of playing coy in interviews, um. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania will feature Jonathan Majors as another Kang variant. 
uh, though we don't currently know which one that'll be. Um, there has also been uh, rumors that Corey Stoll will return as Darren Cross Yellow Jacket. Um, Evangeline Lilly, who plays the Wasp, kind of spilled the beans on that one when production started. And in Loki, they teased uh, the return of him with a giant version of his helmet when uh, Loki was in the void. Um, so I guess a website called Inverse recently caught up with him uh, to discuss his role in The Many Saints of Newark. And they asked him about his return to the MCU, and he just said, I just can't answer, sorry. There's just no percentage of me answering any of that. <laughs> so, that's so that's confirmation. As much, yeah, that's, that's confirmation right there. <laughs> that's great. Um, so. yeah, that's fine, but I, but I just, uh, I want, like, I, I like Yellow Jacket as Hank Pym or even Scott Lang, or bring Eric O'Grady, the best Ant-Man, into the MCU. What are you, what are you fucking <laughs> the, waiting for? No way they'll ever do that, I don't think. I know, he's too creepy, but he's so, but he's so good. He's the best all I can, one. All I can picture in my head is him peeking out of the, the lady's tits <laughs> in that one comic. Yeah! Oh my god, he gets really small and he uh, hops into the shower. I forget what character that was. It was, a, it was, some, it was one of the heroes, but... Man, but yeah, everybody should definitely read the Irredeemable Ant-Man series because it is the best Ant-Man series. And that character is That's like 12 outrageous. issues, yeah, right? Yeah, super short and, and a great read. Um, yeah, that is a good one. You you pointed me to that one and I enjoyed every second. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's uh, He was created by Robert Kirkman, too. Oh, you know what? I didn't remember that, but that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, that oh, makes yeah. perfect sense to me. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, we're both fans of Robert Kirkman here, obviously, writer of Invincible, writer of The Walking Dead, uh, you know, lots of really popular stuff. Yeah. I think he also created Marvel Zombies. That would also make sense, yeah. So, good shit. Um, All right, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, but obviously, Miss Marvel will be coming out likely not this year, but soon, uh, you know, in the in the first half of next year. Um, and it says this article says Miss Marvel rumored to make some big Green Lantern style changes to Kamala Khan's MCU powers. Oh, yeah. And uh, this is the claim basically uh, from Daniel Rickman, who who finds scoops and stuff like that. He says Miss Marvel will still have her in beginning powers, but it'll look more like Green Lantern and less like Mr. Fantastic. Um, and this kind of goes with some production art that kind of showed Miss Marvel, and her fist is kind of covered in like a purpley-bluish kind of Green Lantern-esque little thing. Yeah. I don't know what we call that. Um, I guess for those that don't read the comics, Miss um, Marvel can just basically like embiggen any part of her body and like make her have a huge fist, where she can grow, you know, it's she's like she's like Reed Richards, only less stretchy and more of just like growing random parts to make them bigger. Um, but I guess the thought process there is probably well, for one, Green Lantern isn't really a thing, so it doesn't seem like they're copying them mm-hmm. in the live action uh, realm. But um, it kind of separates her from maybe Reed Richards' Fantastic Four stuff, which will obviously be coming pretty soon. Um, and so I I don't know how I feel about this. I hope they they kind of get the CGI looking good, uh, but it's an interesting change that's for sure. Yeah, I so I've never um, 
really read any of the Miss Marvel stuff, but I've I obviously I I know about her uh, embiggen powers, but um not being like a hardcore fan, this for me, I think this makes perfect sense. Um just to keep the, I, I mean, it seems pretty obvious Reed Richards is going to be a huge part of the MCU moving forward because why wouldn't he be? Um, and they probably don't want to have another character with similar looking visual powers, especially one that's going to be introduced but right before him. Um, right. So yeah, I think I think it's fine. And if anything, it makes more sense to me if she's a Marvel, right? Because like they're all energy based powers, and and Inhumans, un- unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your uh, perspective, uh, for all intents and purposes, don't exist in the MCU. So right. uh, it makes sense to me that that she would have energy powers like Monica Rambeau and uh, Captain Marvel, just different. Um, so yeah, I, I do wonder, I guess she also technically does have like shape-shifting powers. I wonder if that'll be something that she no longer has or not. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think I that mean, you could th- easily get around that. Just uh, make, you know, make the energy really dense and make, and make it look like uh, like a, you know, maybe she can change the color and make it look like part of her body or something when, when they need to. Um, or maybe it'll be scroll fuckery. I, I don't know. But yeah. I, you know, you just made me think about this. I'm kind of shocked that with all of these Disney Plus shows that they're making, why not just give Inhumans another shot? Because why would they now that they have the mutants back? Uh, the Inhumans were only ever a stopgap because when Marvel felt like they didn't want to uh, promote the mutants. And raking my heart, man. I know. Raking I know. My heart with I know. This logic but... and reasoning. <laughs> but yeah i think there's a very little chance of them showing up i just i always dream of a time in which avengers endgame featured black bolt whispering something at them yeah that would yeah that would be amazing a planet crashing in half oh man i love the inhuman so much yeah. um all right speaking of possible disney plus shows apparently with Moon Knight debuting in the MCU. There's also talk that a Werewolf by Night yeah. Disney Plus show will happen. And supposedly, it's said that Anthony Ramos, who is the lead in In the Heights and also was part of the original cast of Hamilton, is being eyed to play the character. I mean, I have no interest in this personally, but sure, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I, I don't have, you know, same here. I really could care less. I would rather have an Inhuman series. Um, but I will give this moment to shout out. Well, not only uh, Hamilton's great, but check out Anthony Ramos's song Mind Over Matter oh. on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever the hell you listen to. That's a jam right there. That's that's, that's some good shit. Yeah. I didn't know that he made music, but I guess his an album came that out makes like sense. 2019. Yeah. So, it's it's good. I it's pretty good. Look, if they do this, I, then I can only assume they're building up to some kind of Dark Avengers or something is going to have Moon Knight and Blade and fucking Werewolf. Uh What do they call that? The Midnight Suns? Yeah, something like that. Um which cool. I I I'd be down but like Blade needs to be the leader though. And and we I'm so like Blade is maybe my most anticipated property in the next like three or four years, whenever it's coming out. But 
Can you give us I some really like, classic blade lines, Eric? <laughs> some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> oh my gosh. Amazing. <laughs> that was worth it for sure. <laughs> I love that one. That is that is one of my favorites. I definitely need to watch that movie again. It's so good. I also like when uh, Whistler calls somebody a fucking nipplehead. That that makes me laugh a lot. Whistler. Oh, man. What great movies. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of of good characters that could go in there, right? We got Werewolf by Night. You got uh, Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider, Doctor Strange, Black Cat, Blade, Iron Fist, Moon Knight, uh, Punisher, Doctor Voodoo, Man Thing. You know, there's there's so many characters that can go Hellstrom. I mean, Doctor Strange is definitely going more more A team though lately. True, very true. But maybe we're in the comics for a long time. He was always like, "Oh man, Doctor Strange is popping in here." Yeah, but I wonder if they're going to make one of his variants. Like, I wonder if he's almost going to be two characters, right? Because uh, it seems pretty clear to me that there's going to be an evil Doctor Strange in um, Doc the next Doctor Strange movie. Whether it's the same one we saw in What If or not, who's to say? But I wonder if they'll like keep that going like maybe uh e- creepy evil dr strange will be hanging out with those guys and uh g- cool pure red and blue dr strange uh will be hanging out with the avengers i don't know man getting like becoming a main character in the mcu has to just be like an actor's wet dream. Yeah, of course. at least for some actors it's just like yeah. hey we're just gonna keep paying you for as long as you <laughs> yeah, want yeah literally this. as long as you want which makes me even more upset when you see the actors get annoyed. I know we've talked about yeah. this before, but I'm always just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Someone wants to pay you like tens of millions of dollars every like year or so to play something. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. This is not <laughs> This is not Bill Shakespeare enough for you. <laughs> Hashtag rich people problems. Yeah, seriously. All right. This is interesting. Um big, big, big rumor. Mm. And I say that on purpose, that Kingpin will be in Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Um, and it'll be played by none other than Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Which is a great choice, but apparently he will be much bigger than he was in that show. So Wait, what? <laughs> so I guess, I don't know, that, that, was, that was the rumor that came through, is that okay. he will not just be like the same size he was in the Daredevil Netflix show, he'll somehow be larger. Okay. Um, which I don't know how that's going to work, you know, <laughs> uh, make him wear like a fat bastard, like bodysuit or something. Yeah, well, know. you know, the uh, Lord of the Rings camera tricks can do wonders. Of course, of course. Um, and so I guess Screen Rant recently caught up with him. And they asked him about it. He says, I do take it as a compliment. I so badly want to play that character again. I love that character. I just have to wait for Marvel to ask me. I think it's very clear that I would. And the fans know that I would jump at the chance to play again. I just need to be asked. (laughs) But but then, either after or around that same time, uh, people made the assumption that he was going to be in that show after the trailer dropped and started congratulating him on Twitter. And he started liking all of the tweets as if like he thought that maybe the news came out that he was, uh, that he was in that show and he could talk about it. So he started just liking all these tweets are like, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio's back. <laughs> so uh, it seems pretty legit to me. I think he's probably in it. 
I just I wonder uh I wonder what it's like to be like an actor at that level where you're like you're not like a super huge star but like you're a decent size actor and like you're just getting like Twitter mentions and stuff and you're like well I'm just going to go like all this shit you know and <laughs> it's got to be weird right Yeah yeah it's got to be very weird <laughs> All right this is my last big bit for today Okay I got one as well I assume it's going to be different but it's gonna, it's a quick one Eric Yeah I, I don't understand. I don't understand what's happening in the world anymore. Oh God, I really don't. I don't. I don't want to live in a world in which Chris Pratt can play oh, Super yeah. Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking hate this. <laughs> and uh... okay, so Nintendo <laughs> is releasing an animated movie that it will be created by Illumination called Super Mario Brothers. It's it's in development, and the full cast. The voice cast got announced. Mario will be played by Chris Pratt. Uh, Charlie Day is his brother Luigi. <laughs> like, I like Charlie Day, but what the fuck? <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. Probably the least offensive one. <laughs> yep. Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. I... <laughs> Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Uh... Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, whoever that is. Oh, Kamek. 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 Yeah. I don't know who any of these people are. But the only one that really that really made me feel happy is that Jack Black is playing Bowser. Yeah. Which, again, I guess I like Jack Black, but like Bowser? I just. So here's why. Here's why I find this to be offensive. Because also in this movie is Charles Martinet, the guy who's been voicing both Mario and Luigi forever, since for 30 years, since they've had voices. He's in this movie as well, but as like a cameo, I guess, which is fucking insulting in in my mind. I just, I don't understand how this is going to work at all. No, I, uh, I went from mildly interested to zero percent interest, um, I, I I mean it's gonna it's gonna be like a whole new voice, right? It's not like Chris Pratt's gonna be doing his best, like it's a me Mario. I mean, like I could, I really don't know, I really don't know. And then I don't know if you watched his little uh, Instagram video where he goes, <laughs> "It's a me." That's not the voice. Don't worry, you're gonna have to wait to hear the voice. I'm like, dude. I fucking hate you right now. <laughs> like, this is not cute. Yeah. This is, you are, oh, man. It just, maybe what I'm some gonna, of the worst casting what, ever. Maybe. What I'm about to say is completely illogical, and I know it, it doesn't make any sense, but I don't like Chris Pratt anymore. I just don't like him. Yeah, he he kind of did the uh, the whole Jennifer Lawrence thing for me. Where it's yeah, like, same, no, hundred percent, same. Thing. Yeah, it's like everybody in the world. It's like ah, this person's so quirky, and they get it. And then it's like eventually that just gets old so fast. It's like I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I, uh, but I, I feel the same. I feel the same. I'm not. I mean, I don't hate. Some people fucking hate Chris Pratt, and I'm not on that level. I think Chris Pratt's fine, as is Jennifer Lawrence. They're fine. I will continue to see their movies. I'm not like no shade towards them, but it's like 
they don't have that same charm that they once did, I feel. And regardless, this is the dumbest casting possible. For Yeah, I really, like, you know, I would love to be wrong. And I've been wrong a million times. Yeah, yeah, I mean. But, like, I, I just, I cannot imagine creatively what they're doing here i think i just cannot imagine it i think they shot themselves in the foot big time by not having a clip ready to go i think if they had a clip ready yes then yes it would have been fine like look like don't panic this is the direction we're going for but like this is not nobody wants this <laughs> i know it's as far in left field as you could possibly yeah. ever imagine yeah but um if Adam Driver doesn't play Waluigi, we all we all protest. <laughs> right? That's oh, that's all I need. Man, yeah, it's it's My it goodness. is a that is some of the weirdest news uh, of the year for sure. You know what I I think I want the animated movie to be animated and then just Adam Driver to be the only live action person. <laughs> well, here's so here's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they're gonna do a Lego Movie type of thing where it's like part real like live action and part animated and maybe it's gonna be like a crazy meta thing or or like a jumanji kind of thing where like it's chris pratt and he gets sucked into a then like whatever like i i guess i understand but but i'm so tired of those yeah agreed agreed. like detective pikachu and all that shit agreed mario has several really interesting rpgs that you can take the story right from and it would work fine for an animated children's movie but it's so but none of those stories uh should be voiced by any of those actors so nope i don't know we'll see i don't know could it, it will it be better or worse than the sonic movie worse way worse the sonic movie was good damn well there you go yeah I'm just happy. I still can't believe that they uh, redid the CGI on that Sonic movie. Good for them. Yeah, they really, I mean, and I think it paid, I really think it paid off. Like, I really do, because it is genuinely good. It's not the best movie I've ever seen, but I'm stoked to watch the second one, for sure. Oh my Um, gosh, I'm looking at the original Sonic CGI right now. (laughs) It's terrible. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, that is really bad. It's the the redo is so much better. So much better. Holy shit. I forgot how bad it was. Yeah, yeah, they they did the right thing there for sure. Absolutely wow. did the right thing. Yes, 100%. Um yeah. All right, that's everything for me. Do you still have something left? Yeah, I have uh, so just a quick piece of news that I was personally very excited by. So, Ooh, turns okay. out the uh the Loki composer Natalie Holt is going to be scoring the Batgirl film coming up for HBO HBO Max. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say Batgirl is about to have the best theme in the uh, DC universe, which is very exciting for me. Um, Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I mean, like anything that that she does should be great. I mean, the Loki soundtrack was so fucking good. The, The more I think about it, the more I think it's the best soundtrack in the MCU. It's like, up there. I mean, it's in top five for sure. Yeah. Like, there's, I like there's no question about that. I like the Avengers theme and everything, but it, 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 even that didn't hit me in immediate. Like, that took some time to grow on me, I think. Whereas, like, the uh, that, that fucking Loki music was just next level 
just punch you in the face epic, which uh, which I love. So yeah, I'm very stoked. I, I already was interested in the uh, in the Batgirl movie. Now I'm extremely interested. Um, so yeah, that's uh, not too much to that story, but very excited <laughs> about it. My fiance texted me one day. Uh, I think she was working, and she sent me the Avengers theme song from the first Avengers movie. And she's like, "Good music to walk into uh, for our wedding." And I was like, "Yes, yep, hundred <laughs> percent, yep." No other oh, comments, man. just yes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I will say the Avengers theme. I like the Avengers theme a lot. Um, and there's been a few different interpretations of it. I really do like think the one-two punch of Infinity War and then Endgame. The uh, the scores by Alan Silvestri were really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I I very much like those. But it, it's 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 a tough uh, choice between. That and Loki, because Loki was so good. Yeah. Just just so good. But I, I love the scores of those last Avengers movies. They just they hit a little bit different. I don't know what, what they changed. Maybe they just like bought the higher tier package from Alan Silvestri or something. They're like, <laughs> hey, how much do we need to pay you to get you to care a little bit? Um I don't know. It's just I wish it's been the weakest part of the MCU. I think we've talked about yeah. this several times. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think they could easily fix it. By hiring John Williams for even one movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. And because John Williams is the goat. I don't care what anybody says. People are like, Hans Zimmer's the best. No, he's fucking not. No, he's not. Uh, he's not. John Williams is the best and it's not close. Um, so, yeah, just hire John Williams because uh, he's getting way up there in age. And he, yeah, I, yeah, he can't be doing any of that. stuff. I mean, like, just think, OK. John Williams did not score all of the Harry Potter's movies, but he did the first couple. Right. And can you like that that theme is so Iconic. intertwined with that with that series, it it you can't separate them. Yeah. He did obviously Star Wars, he did uh I believe Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, like all iconic Jaws. All iconic and all easily hummable, which is so like composers don't understand that like you can Superman, throw, you can right? throw, yeah, he's, he's the goat. He's just the goat. And it's like, I Catch really, me if you can, I love the score in that movie. That's a good one. Oh shit. I'm unaware of the score in that movie. It's like a different type of music. Like, it's not like the same thing, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yes, because it has an actual melody. It's not just an orgy of strings and horns, like being thrown at you, which is what right. every thing. And I blame Hans Zimmer for that, honestly. Because he, I feel like he started this trend, and it's like, it's interesting, but it's not, it's just, I don't know. I, I think, like, a theme for a, a movie needs to be singable, needs to be hummable. And, like, you, other than, I think, uh, I think Hans Zimmer wrote the Pirates of the Caribbean theme, which is hummable, and that's his best one. Uh, but other than that, I couldn't hum you a, a single other theme. That uh, um, I can do. I can do Inception. Bruh! Yeah, right. That's exactly. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. How was? Did did, you, did that remind you of the movie? Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hans Zimmer actually did the score for the upcoming James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Oh well, um, I'm sure it will be technically proficient and utterly forgettable. 
See, the nice thing about at least like the James Bond movies is you can do like a lot of the motifs from other movies. Mm-hmm. And so this new one is calling back a few of the older films. And so one of the tracks actually has a motif from my favorite James Bond movie on Her Majesty's Secret Service. And I just just hearing it again gave me goosebumps. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's a whole nother yeah. type, type of thing. That's borderline you know I mean? cheating. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. But yeah, there's there's no arguing that, uh, in my opinion, that John Williams is the greatest living composer. Yes, uh, for films. For um, sure. Actually, I I saw a quote the other day where I guess Steven Spielberg um, he screened Schindler's List for John Williams, uh, and John Williams like got emotional and he's like he had to take a moment and he's like, you you need a better composer for this film. And I guess Steven Spielberg was like, I do, but they're all dead <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Wow. I mean, yeah. I, I strongly disagree with that, but I disagree yeah. with a lot of Steven Spielberg's ideas about cinema. <laughs> same, same. He had his time. Yeah. His time. Yes. Yeah, he did. All righty. That was a lot of news. Yes, it was. Um, there's so much going on <laughs> and I can't get the picture of shitty cgi professor x out of my head but we unfortunately need to yeah well luckily i don't know about you but i don't have a whole lot to say about the episode this week other than it was let's let's just skip it in and call it the end of the episode right now (laughs) do do us some good yeah no okay let's let's talk we are we are discussing episode seven of nine for the first season so there's only two episodes left of marvel's what if what if thor were an only child mm. aka right. what if he didn't have a beard and was absolutely insufferable pretty much <laughs> pretty much so this is this is the gist of the story because i really just feel like this was a cameo clip show yes um after defeating the frost giants odin discovers the abandoned baby loki but instead of keeping him as his own child returns him to laufi who is very happy that he's being returned to Laufey. Um, and years later, Odin's son, his only child, I guess they're not going to really talk about Hela here at all. <laughs> yeah, right. Just completely forget about her. Odin's only child, Thor, basically becomes a boisterous, party-loving prince. Um, Odin enters his Odin sleep, and it's all, you know, so fancy. And the moment he's asleep, Frigga goes and has like a wine weekend with her sisters. <laughs> Just gets the fuck out of there. And Thor travels to Earth to host a large party with everyone we've seen from across the galaxy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and that is, I guess, the basic gist of this episode, at least to get us started. Um, I did find it kind of funny that, like, everyone's singing, like, in Asgard as Odin's going to sleep. And then, like, Frigga's, like, poking his face the moment he's out to see if she can, like, just peace out and relax for a weekend. Um but yeah, basically she leaves and then Thor just gets ready to party in, in Las Vegas, right? Is is the first place he goes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it turns out this is not the first time this has happened. Thor in this universe is a prolific partier uh, to the point where he has destroyed a planet or an asteroid or something he claims. Um because he partied so hard on it. Uh, many, It's assumed many hundreds of years ago, I guess. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I don't even really know where to start. It's just this episode was just kind of nothing. 
here's where I'll start. It's basically just like ridiculous hijinks to include as many characters as possible yeah. until like the ultimate like uh quote unquote five minute conflict comes into play. Yes. Yes. Um so the dumbest thing about this movie to, movie episode to me. Actually, I don't know if it's the dumbest, but I just don't understand it. Visually, animation-wise, there is literally no distinction between the character of Jane Foster and the character of Darcy. Like they look identical. They look like twin sisters. If you if if we didn't It's really know, just like the hair color almost. Yeah, and like the, yeah, and like the faces are like the same. If we didn't know who those characters were, I would not be able to tell you at all, which uh, is pretty annoying. Because like, wonder who vo- who voiced her? Was it Natalie Point- Portman? Or it sounded it? like Natalie Portman, and f- oh, it is for yeah, sure. Cat Dennings voiced Darcy. She has a very unique voice. Um, I could not tell that that was Natalie Portman. Oh, see, I, I thought it. I thought it sounded like Natalie Portman. I thought she did decent, but whereas Darcy is like clear as day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh god, I, I just fucking love the character of Darcy. I hope she sticks around in the MCU for a while. So, I guess Jane Foster, Darcy, like they're they're where they were at, kind of in Thor. They're trying to figure out what's going on, but instead of Thor coming down to where they're at, he's in Las Vegas. Um, and they go to Las Vegas and we find out that, uh, well, like uh, the executioner is there, Thor's party with the executioner. So we see them, um, Darcy and Jane pull up to make what they call first contact in Las Vegas. And then we see Howard the duck talking to Darcy, um, which I, I just love (laughs) Howard the duck. Yes. This is not one part of me that doesn't love him. Um, you know, the DJ of the party ends up being the grandmaster. Um, <laughs> nice so that was something, again. you know, we see Nebula and I think Korg and Drax like gambling in Las Vegas. It's it's you basically see everyone you could ever imagine. Yeah. Um, looks like I, I got Thor and Jane like start falling in love. Uh, Inexplicably. Immediately. Yeah, there's really no reason to that. It just happens because they're both and hot, I guess they get. They get kind of matching slash corresponding tattoos. Jane gets one with a hammer that says magic. He gets one of a of a microscope uh, that says science on it. Um, and I guess Nick Fury like kind of confronts everyone and then just gets killed. I don't think like he got very- killed. I think he just got knocked unconscious by uh, yeah. by Korg. <laughs> yeah, just, just completely knocked out or whatever it is, because Maria Hill is basically running Shield at this point. <laughs> yeah, and she quickly decides to hit the beeper and call in Carol Danvers. Yeah, yeah, which understandable, I guess. But here's what I don't understand. I mean, there's a lot I don't understand about this episode. But uh, uh, oh my. F- What's his fucking uh, Idris Elba? What's his character's name? Heimdall. Heimdall. So, so they had to like sneak away to do this, right? Heimdall was not aware. How the fuck? First of all, there's only nine realms. Thor and Earth is one of them. So Thor 
is said something like, no, we're just going to this like little backwater like planet. Heimdall's not going to care or see us. It's, it's going to be fine. Like, first of all, if he sees everything, it's one of nine. It's not. And everybody that exists who is important in the universe is currently on this planet. So you cannot fucking tell me that Heimdall did not know this was happening. That's yeah, it really insane, doesn't make any sense. It right? makes no sense at all. At all. And even if he didn't, then like, what's he watching? Jotunheim? Would he not realize that the new king of Jotunheim, Loki, also travels to Midgard? Like, what are you watching? Yeah, a full-on frost giant Loki. Yeah. Which was wild to see. Uh, yeah. yeah it, it really, you really have to your suspension of belief has to be pretty high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's because yeah, it's, it's, it's makes not, no it's, sense at all. Especially in like, I could understand, I could actually understand it. If like, there was really no reason for him to be looking at Midgard, but like the whole episode is like, he's suspicious of Thor already. Right. And that Thor is going to cause trouble. If it was any other instance, I'd be like, okay, fine. Like Heimdall is looking at a lot of different things. He's not even always looking for something, right? He's just kind of just chilling. Yeah. Uh, but like this episode, of course, I was like, come on. Yeah, it made no sense. And then, so eventually, you know, Captain Marvel shows up and she's like, hey, Thor, you got to stop this. You're going to break the planet or something, I guess. And uh, and Thor's like, nah, we're going to party. And what I thought was interesting was apparently Carol Danvers has the strength of several nuclear weapons. <laughs> What's the implication? I mean, kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. But uh, so I guess they at one point, Maria Hill floated the idea that they get them out in the middle of the desert and they drop a nuke on both of them. And the idea was the nuke would hurt Thor, but it wouldn't hurt Carol. Which I like it. I don't I don't know about that one. <laughs> like, I guess maybe if she like absorbs she just the energy. It, yeah, right? yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. But she is as OP as OP can get. Yeah, I guess then they need to make that more clear in the next movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. I mean, she she got very little time to show that. I mean, the most she was able to do in her movie was this completely like ravage that uh, uh, Cree ship. Yeah. Where she just like flies straight through it with like no effort whatsoever. And the entire thing is just like fucked. And if she is that crazy powerful, how did she not smoke Thanos? I mean, she, she, you know, was holding her own against him with a full infinity gauntlet. Yeah, but still, she could have um, just made a fist and crushed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just one of the, that's one of those things where it's like, you're as powerful as a story will let you be. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, but like all fair points at the same time, you know. The power levels are going to get more complicated yes, the they more are. strong they are. It's going to get um, more Dragon Ball Z-esque as, as we yep. go on, for sure. I'm still thinking about that Vegeta armor. Yeah, it's, it's the it. shit. I love it. It's wild. Um, okay, so <laughs> at some point here, uh, Howard the Duck and Darcy get married by Elvis. <laughs> yeah, which um, I love. So that happened. Uh, and, and, you know, they're fighting. Thor and, and Carol are fighting. And we really just continue down a clip show of all the characters we've ever seen. 
Um, Searcher is like hanging on like the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> yeah. just having fun. Like these are all caricatures of of the characters at this point. Um, and no one's really like Searcher's not trying to destroy Earth. He's just like being silly. Um, yeah. you know, you got Korg, you got all the people that we saw in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, you know, Phil Coulson has a little cameo that's going on there. Um, and and basically. Um, what ends up happening is that Darcy and, uh, I think Darcy and Maria Hill suggest that they go fight in a less populated area and then Jane Foster contacts Frigga with Heimdall's help, uh, because the only way they could stop Thor is to get his mother involved, (laughs) which is just so silly. This was written by a 12 year old. Yes. Yes. Um, so Maria Hill's getting ready to do a nuclear strike because apparently that's all S.H.I.E.L.D. ever does. <laughs> um, they're like, hey, we got a problem. Nuclear weapons will solve this. Um, and so Carol and Thor are fighting, fighting, fighting. Uh, but then Frigga contacts Thor and says she's coming. And Thor's whole like lie is that he's doing like a study weekend <laughs> or something. <laughs> Um, and so, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. This episode was written for people in middle school. For sure. It's so dumb. So Thor basically tries to end the party, and he like needs to get all of his friends to help him clean up the mess before his mother arrives. And so we get this clip of everyone trying to clean up Earth and fix everything. One of which was the Leaning Tower Pisa, uh, which has now been made straight. <laughs> Um, which was that, that was one little funny gag that I, I somewhat enjoyed. Um, but basically, uh, you know, Frigga shows up and Thor is like pretending to be part of like a study class, uh, and you know, everything kind of happens as it is. I think he eventually, he, he calls Mjolnir back and it has like a bunch of like party beads and like someone's underwear on them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Or something. (laughs) <laughs> and so that was kind of funny. Um and the episode kind of ends with the classic what if terrible ending where earlier in the episode Thor before he comes to Earth is walking through the uh the vault that is on Asgard that has all the weapons in it. And we see a full infinity gauntlet in there with all the stones I think. Mm-hmm. Um And at the very end of this episode, Thor is asking Jane on a date, but he gets interrupted by an army of Ultron drones led by Ultron in Vision's body, and it has all of the Infinity Stones on it. Yes. Which which is fucking bananas. So I think this is, and maybe this is confirmed. Like, I don't think this is an original thought. I think this is, like, known. But I think this is the beginning of the crossovers. I think that's, the like, the, the overall villain, and the Watcher's gonna bring everybody together to fight that Ultron. I believe. Dude. Why are we waiting till episode seven for all this Yeah, shit? I don't, I don't know. But here, but before we get into that, this is what I want to know. Where is the most prolific human partier of this time, Tony Stark, during all of this. Where's Tony? He would be super down. Either he'd be well, super is this, down. Is this in the same universe where he's already dead? I don't know. Like, no, I guess it's not, right? 
Well, I mean, I guess we don't, I guess we don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, but even if it was, so which way, which, which, <laughs> which way was he, was he killed? Because I believe yeah, this would have been way, right? before Iron Man 2, which was where he got poisoned by, uh, crazy eyebrows. So this still would, this would have been a couple days before that, I think. Because that all happened in Fury's yeah, big These can't week, all be right? the same, can they? I'm, I'm trying to think no, about this. No, no, they that can't. Make sense. They can't be. But, yeah, I, I don't know. But I was thinking that whole, like, also, this would have been right around the time where Tony's, like, a big-time alcoholic. So he would have been loving this. Yeah, what the heck? I'm looking at this end scene, too. So Ultron walks up and... Yeah, so this is the villain we see. I don't even think I saw this right to the end because we see the Ultron armor and then the helmet opens up and it yeah. is the vision. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. Um so yeah, like are the next two episodes gonna just be the fallout of that? I mean, it's I don't know. This is well, so I think really the, the implication is that that Ultron is from a different timeline slash universe slash whatever the fuck. So maybe that's why maybe the Watcher gets in because there's no TVA. At, well, or maybe there is. I don't know. I don't know. You can have a fucking aneurysm thinking about that. one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. But. Yeah, I this whole episode, it just felt. um it felt like a uh it felt like when you'd play with your toys as a kid and you'd just like you'd you'd <laughs> yeah. bring like your superhero toys out with like your other type of toys and just like have a crazy cross cross universal adventure. Yeah. And I, and I'm sure some people I'm sure that totally worked for a lot of people, which is fine, but it did not work for me. <laughs> yeah, it's just it was all right. Like I didn't hate it. It's just I didn't like it either. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was it's always fun like seeing like these characters, but it just I don't know. This show I feel really bad as we've been going through. I've just been dogging it, man. Just dogging it, dogging it, dogging it. Um, yeah. But it's just not it's just not my thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, same. And I I wonder if maybe like I wonder if like kids are like loving this. Maybe, maybe they are, which and ultimately I would argue uh the MCU at its core is probably for kids. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. This you mean this is not made exclusively for me. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I feel like a lot of, uh, a lot of adults, superhero fans of which there are millions like, and you know, it's, they're clearly making these for everyone, right? Not just for kids, but like at its core, I feel like it's mostly for kids, which is fine, but it seems like a lot of people are still enjoying this show, though. Yeah. At least they're saying online. Everyone's always like, Marvel's what if, like, forging new territory. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, this is ridiculous. forging new territory. I don't know about that. It's like, but- what are you talking about? <laughs> it's nothing groundbreaking here. No, not at all. But In uh, fact, there's another show I'm going to talk about in my recommendations with nearly an identical premise. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah and that i would argue is better so but we'll get there we'll have to to wait to hear that before we do that let's jump into ratings yeah 
So as we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our episodes, movies, whatever it is we're talking about out of six whole Infinity Stones. There's no breaking them, motherfuckers. No. So episode seven, what if Thor were an only child? Eric, what are you rating this out of six whole Infinity Stones? I mean, this one gets a two from me. It's uh, like I said, like Thor said in the intro, I don't think it was the worst episode, but it was probably Miley's favorite, and it was definitely the most useless. Like, if, I don't know. I just, definitely not for me. My patience is worn out with this show. Um, I, if we get another, if, if it doesn't start coming together next week, like, I, thank God there's only two episodes left. Because uh, oh, I'm, yeah, just, seriously. Uh, I'm just over it. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's a two I, for me. I think I'm in the same boat as you. I gave it a three, um, you know, just out of my ratings. I, you know, it, it had nothing to it, but like I didn't hate it as much as I hated a couple of the other episodes where I was like, this is not like a, like the Agent Carter one, like still bottom of the barrel by far. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is like a two or a three, but I'm going to stick with my three on this one. Um, just... Just not what I wanted. It just felt really low-hanging fruit uh, in terms of story. And really the only fun was just seeing random people pop up. And and that's not what makes something good. Yeah. Um, And so it just, yeah. This show has been been not not super great for me. That's for sure. But echoing almost everything you said, if not everything. So, yeah, there we go. All right, let's jump over. I want to hear about this recommendation from you this week, my friend. Yeah, so I've been watching another Disney Plus show uh, called Star Wars Visions, um, which is, if anyone is unaware, uh, basically Disney reached out to some popular anime studios and was like, hey, you want to do a Star Wars uh, story? And obviously they were like, yeah, obviously. Um, and so they released this all at once. I think it's also nine episodes. Um, and they're a little shorter. They're like 15 to 25 minutes, depending on the episode. And they're all not canon. They're all completely unconnected. They're just doing whatever, just in a vague Star Wars universe and a vague Star Wars timeline. And it doesn't come with all the baggage that like what if comes from comes with. Um, and and like each episode is like a crazy different art style, obviously, because it's a different studio doing it. Um, a lot of lightsaber battles, obviously, with like insane anime esque uh, <laughs> lightsabers that you would never see in the actual uh Star Wars universe that that we currently know but it's really good it's it's uh super fun um obviously some are better than others some are really not good or really one in particular um but the vast majority of them are really good they're really interesting um I am an anime fan uh, particularly like the high end um like high end anime art styles are just like no American animation can touch them really at all, in my opinion. And, and th- this is that. Um, so I, I, I'm just a, a huge fan. Um, 
yeah, it's hard to really talk about because each episode is like different. Like they're totally unconnected. It's just, uh, just random, quick little Star Wars stories, and uh, for the most part, they're all really good, really fun. So I would highly recommend it. It is Star Wars Visions on Disney Plus, and you can watch out. You can binge them, which is uh, which is great. I actually uh did not though. I, I I've been spacing them out a little bit, but. Yeah, super. Yeah, good. you know what? Uh, you were the second person to to recommend that to me this week. My uh, friend Ben actually reached out and was like, "Yo, have you been watching Star Wars oh, yeah. Visions yet?" Shout out, Ben. Um, and so, yeah, it seems like a lot of people are really enjoying that. Kind of, kind of goes back to the uh, kind of samurai roots a little bit in some of those yeah, episodes. Right? Definitely, it, particularly the first one. Um, I think the first one is is called Ronin, or maybe so. The first one is actually the only one so far that they are expanding the story in the form of a novel. So they are they actually wrote an entire novel um, to expand the story of this first like fifteen minute episode. And the novel is called Ronin. I'm not sure what the first episode is called, but it's really cool style. It's almost like it's like all black and white except for like the lightsabers and like certain lights are like red and it's just like really kind of striking. Um, yeah. Super cool stuff. Well, there you go. Star Wars visions, Disney plus. And, and I think it's called infinities in uh, elsewhere in the world. So FYI, if you're looking for Star Wars huh. visions and you don't live in America, you can't find it. Look for Star Wars infinities. I think, I think it's uh, called something different. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be jumping over to music this week because there has been an album that I cannot stop listening to Ooh. front to back. Oh. And that is the new Casey Musgraves album, Starcrossed. <laughs> wow. I would have never guessed that. I am so obsessed with this album. Wow. It's like very poppy, but has like a lot of like classical guitar in it too. Oh, okay. Um, that I really like. Um, obviously. Her album Golden Hour is like classic. I think that's what she got the Grammy for, um, for album of the year. But um, yeah, Casey Musgraves, Starcrossed, just really good. Um, it's definitely like like a breakup album kind of uh, vibe, which goes along with my love for Olivia Rodrigo's uh, album as well, which is also a breakup album. But yeah, um, yeah, just really good shit. If you want to check out one song just to see if you like it, I was just gonna ask. Um, Check out either um, Justified or Cherry Blossom, both very good songs. Um, I think there, there's an album, there's a song on this at the very end that's in Italian, I believe it's called. Uh, oh, uh, it's either Italian or Spanish. It's like uh, Gracias a la Vida, um, and it, I don't know like what any of it is saying in the song, um, but I just love it. Uh, but it's just yeah, it's a it's a very strange. Uh, you know, addition to this album, but I guess it's it's a song written by. Oh, I guess it is Spanish. It's written by some Chilean artist. Uh, this this like classic song called "Gracias a la Vida," and it's just, I don't know. This album has been stuck in my head, um, for like the last week and a half. I've just been listening to it every day. So I love it. That'll be my recommendation for the week. Yeah. So check it out. Um. If you want to reach out to us, hit us up on Twitter at Infinity Rewatch, or you can follow in Matthew Stockman's footsteps, one of our fans, and shoot us an email at 
theinfinitywatchpodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. If you reach out to us, we might mention you on the podcast. So hit us up. And as always, Thor, what do we do with our millionaires? Fuck not only the millionaires, but the billionaires. There we go. Especially fuck them all. all. Fuck them all. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I I got no problem with millionaires. But billionaires. I'd hope not because I am one. Wow. Wow. That's news to me. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) I was just putting that hat on to give it a little try, you know. (laughs) Oh, man.